Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Buttercuts Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murray. Today, I am joined by Mr. Bryant Smith. He's the owner, founder, and CEO of Blue Caddy Golf. They make incredibly comfortable golf hats, really stylish. The thing I love about it more than anything else, they're just simple, dude. Like It's a white hat, simple logo. It's not flashy or like crazy or loud. I love that, man. Yeah, we actually have a hat that is called the Simple Caddy. It has the Simple Caddy logo on it. It just says Blue Caddy, so it's funny you say that. But yeah, they're... Um, Thanks for having me. Super excited to be here. Yeah. So we started talking not too long ago. I think Mac Hereford put us in touch. Shout out to Mac. That dude is uh, is an absolute gem. Uh, he just keeps feeding me guests on the podcast, <laughs> so I love it. But uh, I'm glad that we finally got an opportunity to sit down. It's been a few months coming for sure. Yeah. And uh, fun story. We we actually got to meet in person for the first time. You, your wife, Anna, myself, um, got to meet at the Waste Management Open last week, which was pretty awesome. What a party. Yeah. I mean, they say the Georgia-Florida game in football is the world's largest cocktail party. I don't know. The Waste Management Phoenix Open, that that might be the world's largest cocktail party because they were saying there was like 500,000 people there on Saturday. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it was. But I heard it was like 500,000 people there, and it was absolute madness. That's what I keep telling my family and friends. They're like, how was it? Absolute madness, but it's a blast. It was a blast, and – um. If you haven't been or you're kind of on the fence thinking about going, do it. I mean, it was on my bucket list. I'm so glad I did. And we had a blast. And uh, luckily, we had good weather when we were there on Friday and Saturday. It was sunny, a little cold, but um, it was still so much fun. Yeah, that's the thing about the waste management. Um, it's usually the second week of February. It's pretty much always the same weekend as the Super Bowl, <laughs> but it's hit or miss. More often than not, the weather is going to be like 70s and 80s and sunny, and it's perfect. <laughs> and then every once in a while, they get these crazy winter storms that hit through there, and there have been tournaments where it actually snows at that tournament. It's not that. Colorado snow. Yeah. It's not crazy, but there is like a dusting of snow that can happen sometimes. So it can get cold, and it yeah. can get you know the weather can get kind of bad. Unfortunately, that was the experience that we had this year, but yeah, I mean, we were, we, me and my wife, we were looking at the forecast the week before the tournament. I think it was sunny in the seventies yep. and the week after the tournament, this past week when, when you were there playing at the course, yeah, it was sunny in the seventies and I'm like, you just can't have anything. Yeah, I mean, life, you think you could have something in life? No, you can't. It's yeah. going to be sunny and cold. It's all right. Still had a blast though. Yeah. And before we get too much further, I want to give you an opportunity. Make sure you let everybody know where can we follow you? Where can we find Blue Caddy hats and products? Yeah. So you can follow us on social media at Blue Caddy. Um, you can buy your hats on www.bluecaddy.com. And it's pretty, pretty simple stuff. Go get your hat. Um, we'll send you a koozie. We'll send you some stickers and we'll all have a good time. I love it, man. You guys have uh, any new designs coming out? We or? do. We have some new designs coming out, but that's on the DL. Oh, okay. Can't be really talking about it right now. But yes, I did show it to you uh, when we were downstairs, but no, I can't talk about it right now. Yeah. My, my team won't let me talk about it. So yeah, I've got to um, keep it on the DL. Hey, look, you got to keep the investors and the board of directors happy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If they're not happy, then it's never good. So you got to <laughs> keep them happy. But uh, yeah, we got some big things coming this year, especially in the spring and summer. Um, so stay on the lookout for that. And um, yeah. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be a crazy 2024. It's already been a crazy 2024. Yeah. And we're like, what, a month and a half in? I feel like it's been God, so long. January was the longest month ever. Yeah, so it was really? February. <laughs> 
Gosh. Well, and you you just started Blue Caddy, what, July 2023, correct? Yeah, so we launched July 29th of 2023. Um, I started working on it in January of 2023. That's when um, I came up with the idea, as I just posted on Instagram, watching the the waste management tournament last year is when Blue Caddy was born. Really? That's when I found out that's this is what I wanted to do. So when when we were at the tournament uh, last week, it was very surreal to go. It was a very full circle moment. I think we talked about it when we met up at the tournament. It's very full circle, and you're sitting there wearing your. I was wearing my blue caddy hats, and I was promoting the brand, and I saw you wearing it. Had friends wearing it. It was just the coolest thing ever. So uh, yeah, that's last year. That's when we had the idea. That's when I came up with the idea, and uh, very full circle, and uh, super blessed, and uh, such a cool tournament. So it's been a crazy ride. That's that's awesome, man. Take a minute. Let's share the origin story with everybody listening right now. So last last year, two thousand twenty three, you're watching the waste management tournament on on TV. Mm-hmm. What what was it like? How did that click? What went through your head? Talk to us about how this whole thing got born in that moment. Yeah, so I've, I mean, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always had that, you know, in my body, selling lemonade as a kid or selling newspapers or whatever I did as a little kid. Um, always wanted to have my own company love to play golf love wearing hats um and i see all these other brands out there i'm like you know what that's what i want to do especially when i see players out on the course wearing um you know certain brands like i want to sponsor a player one day i want to want people wearing my hats on tv or i want my dream is i want to walk past someone wearing blue caddy and them not know that i was the person that started that company so that's that's really my dream and uh yeah, watching it last year, I was like, this is what I want to do. And uh, had to start grinding on the name, f- come up with the name, come up with the logo, trademark everything, find out who I wanted to make my hats, all that fun stuff. And uh, yeah, I mean, looking back, I feel like I've put in so much more work. I feel like it's been years and years, and it's only been you know a year since we really had the idea. But then we launched in July, so it hadn't even been a year yet. So that's so it's been cool, crazy. Man. It's I've learned a lot about myself um, ever since I started this company. There's a lot of, you have a lot of your hand in so many different things. Yeah. You're not just selling hats. You're having to be your legal, the legal team. You're having to payroll. If I I mean, it's just me, but I'm not paying anyone, but um, you're having to like just so many different things you have to do. Yeah. So many different things. There's so many obstacles that are in your way um, that you have to do. So it's just that you have to get over those hurdles and, there's so many problems that come up, but uh, I wouldn't want it any other way. It's awesome. It's yeah, what I want to do with my life. I can't imagine too. Like I, I would imagine that part of what you're dealing with when you're starting a brand and when you're starting a brand new company is the constant unsolicited feedback that you get from everybody else around you, like mm-hmm. friends, family, people that you come in contact with that find out that you're starting a hat company. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to imagine that you've had moments where people are like, Oh man, like you should do this and you should do that. And you should try this. And this would look cool. I, I got, I don't even want to know what it's like to have to deal with all that. When you have a thought in your mind and you're like, I got to block all this other noise out. Cause I just want to focus on like what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. I mean, you got to have tunnel vision. I mean, advice people give me on like, you should do this. You should do that. I definitely listen to it. But at the end of the day, it's my company. I'm going to do what I want to do. Um, I have, taken the ideas that people have given to me and I have incorporated them into to our company, into our brand. And that's what's going to be coming out, you know, later this year. Some other some different designs. But I mean, yeah, it's it's super hard and people want to 
Um, they want you to do certain things. And it's at the end of the day, it's my company. I can yeah. do what I want. That's what's awesome. A lot of my friends, they've had, uh, they've had a lot of great ideas that I've been able to incorporate and, um, that we're going to come out with. So yeah, shout out to it. them. I love it, man. So one last thing about blue caddy, and then I kind of want to get into the waste management. <laughs> yeah. Give us what, give us like a brief rundown. What's your vision for the next five to 10 years for the company? Like what, what's your ideal, uh, scenario? Ideal scenario. Gosh, put me on the spot here. It's definitely, I just want, I want caddies on the tour, PGA tour, LPGA tour live. I don't care what, what tour they're on. Love them to be wearing blue caddy hats. I'd love that. Would love players to be yeah. as well. Also just getting our, our name out there, sponsoring certain things, um, just growing the brand, getting our name to, um, you know, out to people that never even heard of us before. Cause that's always going to happen. And just, uh, you know, being able to take a leap of faith where I have people working for me as well and uh, just going at it. I'm already a huge fan of the hats, so I know anytime that you come out with new stuff, I'm going to be, like, first in line to grab one <laughs> if I can. Um, maybe every once in a while I'll get lucky and you'll send me some stuff before it's available. Yeah, I, think, I think I know a guy, so I think <laughs> we can do that. But let's get into waste management, let's dude. So full circle moment. You watch it in 2023 on TV. You get the idea for starting your own brand, starting mm-hmm. your own company. Fast forward 2024, you're standing at the waste management in Scottsdale, Arizona, promoting your brand, wearing your brands, mm-hmm. watching other people wear your brand. Talk to us about your experience last Friday and Saturday out there in Scottsdale. It was a blast. Um, man, those guys are going to golf. They are. They They're are incredible. so good. We uh, we went to the tenth tee. We followed Justin Thomas, Adam Scott, and Cameron Young first. Nice. So we're on that. You know, they rope everything off, and we're on that. I guess it's the cart path. Yeah. And that tee box is you're looking like that way, and they're basically hitting it over you. Yeah. And I'm and I'm looking at Anna Catherine. And I'm like, where? where are they hitting this ball? Because all I can see are the grandstands on like 18 right there, you know, all those, those boxes and stuff. And I'm like, where are they hitting this ball? And they're hitting it over us. It's what they're doing. Yeah. And I'll never forget seeing them. The first tee shot, I think it was Justin Thomas hit it first. I mean, so good. They're so loud. I mean, the ball hitting the club face compared to like them, like them hitting the, the golf ball compared to like you and me. Yeah. Just so much different. It's wild. It's always in the center of the club face. Yeah. Always is. Um, but yeah, those guys are really good at golf. They don't miss it. And if they miss it, they're so good at getting up and down. Um, and then just getting to take pictures with Blue Caddy hot on, getting to pass out business cards to people, um, getting to see my some of my friends wearing Blue Caddy hats at the tournament. It's just very surreal. Super cool. And uh something i'll never forget i love it and you told me earlier this was the first pga tour event that you've actually been able to go to in person right yeah first one what a like what a tournament to start off with i know know, everyone everyone that's been to that tournament before they're like it's not all like this they're like it's not all like it's not all this crazy and i was like that's awesome yeah so cool um yeah it was my first pga tour event um i mean the that course is beautiful it is beautiful i mean i know you got to play it i want to talk about that because can't even imagine how how cool that was to play with all the grandstands up. I know they say I looked it up. They start putting up. They start, you know, getting ready for the tournament in October. Yep, isn't that crazy? Yeah, it takes months for them to get months. all that stuff set up. How long do you think it takes them to build the sixteenth hole? Oh, 
Dude, it's got to take it's got to take a couple months, I think, because I remember the first time I ever played that state, like the first time I ever played TPC Scottsdale Stadium yeah. course with the grandstands up was January 2022. So it was already up. It wasn't. They weren't even done yet. Oh, they weren't even done. No, I was there like the second week of January in 2022, and they were still building. They were like, it was probably that's 90% like done, but it wasn't completely finished. I mean, that's cutting yet. it close. I mean, that's like yeah. a month away from the tournament. Yeah. It's wild, too, because like you're standing in 16. The Coliseum is built, but they're adding like layers to the top yeah, of every it. Yeah, they're adding they're seats that. and all yeah. that stuff, right? And so like 2022, when I was out there and I played that, I'm standing on the tee box at 16 and you just hear dudes with like hammers and wrenches and they're like banging and like making yeah. all this noise because they're building a Coliseum and they yeah. can't stop to like, they can't stop because they have a time frame that they had to hit. So you have to be able to to drown that out. And it's, trust me, it's nowhere near what these guys are dealing with on a Saturday when the uh, whole 16th, when that, when that hole is filled with 20,000 spectators, it's, it's wild. It's unreal, but for like a normal golfer, when you're trying to have everybody be around you, be quiet, mm -hmm. and then you go in there and people are banging all over the place behind you, in front of you, right of you, left of you, all the way out by the green, and there's just all this noise, it, it does kind of rattle you a little mm -hmm. bit, and you have to be able to kind of block it out, so it's kind of cool to to get a little bit of an experience like yeah. that, but but yeah, this year, this year was the first year that I've played it um, after the tournament, which is really cool because... Prior to the tournament, they block off tee boxes and you're not allowed to play from specific tee boxes. Mm -hmm. Generally speaking, like the championship tees or the, you know, the, the back tees. Yeah. Um, so you don't necessarily get to experience a course like you would real tournament. Right. And, and it's, it's being prepped for tournament conditions, but it's not necessarily a hundred percent tournament conditions. Mm -hmm. And so this, and so this year I got to go out there three days after the tournament. So I was out there on Wednesday and, um, dude, the rough, the rough isn't, is just insane. The fairways are super pristine. The greens are pristine. I mean, the greens are rolling super quick to yeah. the point where you could hit a flop shot in the air and your ball would still roll out 20 feet. Like, I wonder what those greens were on the stint meter. Do you know? I think the day that we were out there, they were somewhere between like 11 and 13. Yeah. I remember on, those are, that's fast. I remember on the very first hole. Um, I, I had a, a crazy bad experience on the first hole. I hit my tee shot and it actually was a, a decent tee shot. I normally hit a cut or as I like to call it a butter cut. That's why I named the oh, podcast yeah. this. Um, and so I started it up the left edge of the rough and I wanted it to fade back into the middle of the fairway. Well, it went left edge of the rough, but Didn't it only cut, cut like five yards. <laughs> and so it landed in the rough and I only had like 123 yards in now, but you're in that rough. I was in that rough. And, yeah. and for the first time ever, I wanted to play that course from the tips. It's going to be funny too, because I'm going to turn it into a YouTube video of why amateurs should never play from the tips. Cause it was I mean, a nightmare of a day. What is it from the tips? It's uh, almost 7,300 yards on that course. Yeah, it's... But you have to be able to hit the ball long enough on certain fairway, on mm -hmm. certain holes to get your ball in the fairway to a certain point where you actually have, one, some rollout, so it takes some extra yardage off your second shot, but then also like you need to be in a spot where you can reach the greens. Like number three. that's a, If you're playing from the tips on number three, that par five. Yeah, it's a three-shot par five that, for sure. That, I mean, also I saw Daniel Berger just hit one of the best shots I've ever seen with like a three wood or a high. I think it was a three wood. Yeah. And he just tattooed a ball. I mean, it's one of the best shots I've ever seen in my life. It was awesome. But yeah, number three is a juggernaut. We really didn't get to see number one and two. We tried to go see people's tee off one. We never 
could get up there. We only saw number two, the green at number two. Okay. And then every other hole we got to go to. Yeah, one and two get a other little... Other than 16 also. We weren't able to get into 16. Yeah, one and two get a little tight because for anybody that's never been to a PGA Tour golf course uh, during an event, they always have certain areas that are roped off where you, you can't cross until the players are done because the players have to have a walkway to get from one hole to the that next. That was... Right? We, we kept getting stopped. Yeah. Especially number three, it's so long. And those players are moving pretty fast. Like, they're yeah. not... They're not just piddling around. I mean, they're walking. So we would try to get, try to get in front of them. We never could because they're just and also they're they know where their balls go. They're not hitting shots. Yeah, you know, out of bounds or in there. I mean, they're usually done pretty quick. Yeah, so uh, it's pretty hard to get in front of them. Yeah. So with number two in particular, mm-hmm. a lot of people go to that area because there's a real. It's really quick to get to two green, mm-hmm. but the walkway between two green and three T is one of the spots on that course where you can get as close to the players as you can anywhere else. Like yeah. you can get arm's length. These guys are walking like six inches. From yeah. Here. That was on number three. I think we saw, is it Garrett Higo? Is that the guy, the lefty from? Yeah. He's uh, from South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah. I was probably from me to you. Yeah. And I have a video. I'll have to show it to you. And uh, yeah, you get super close. That's another thing. Like you're so close to the players. Yeah. On really on any hole. I mean, other than I guess sixteen, but like, I mean, you can go out, you can touch them if you wanted to. I mean, yeah. you're so close to them, and you get to hit, you get to listen to like them talking to their caddy, which is super cool, and just kind of what's going through their head, and they're talking about it out loud. Yeah, especially to Jordan Spieth. Yeah, it's fun getting to listen to him and his caddy uh, talk about stuff because that's the kind of guy he is. You hear it on TV, so yeah, it was I super would- cool. I would say if you guys go again next year, and then for anybody else that's listening to this that wants a little bit of a tip, if you go to this tournament. Number 12 tee box and number nine tee box are the two best to go on the entire golf course. Number 12 and number nine. Yes. Uh, so 12 in particular, you can literally stand right behind the players as they're hitting we their did tee that. shots. And we you get that. a perfect view of this par three. So you can mm-hmm. watch their ball in the air the entire time. You can see exactly where it lands. Yeah, we were we were behind. We watched Knapp. Is it Taylor Knapp? The guy with the long hair. I think it's him. And then Knauss. I think that was his last tournament ever. Oh, really? I don't know if you heard about that. I think he's going to work for Ping. Oh, I didn't so know. So that was his last professional tournament, and he made the cut. Oh, nice. So we were watching that live. We got to see him tee off on number 12, and then they were talking about it on TV. about That's, that's his last tournament ever. And he oh, made the cut. Man. And then he's, uh, I think at the end of February, he's going to work for Ping. He's like super smart guy, apparently. So he's going to be helping them like design clubs, I think, stuff like that. So That's awesome. That was super cool. And I have a video of that, and we got to see him, like his last tournament ever. So I thought that was cool. Um, I wanted to ask you, like, what players, what players did you get to see? Because I'd love to tell you about the players we got to see as well. Yeah, so I got to see Wyndham Clark a couple times. Mm-hmm. I got to see Max Homa. Didn't um, get to see him. I was pretty upset. I wanted yeah, to see him. I saw him on Wednesday during the pro am. I actually have. Uh, he missed the cut though, didn't he? Him and Ricky, I think he they did. did miss the cut. Yeah, I got to see a few different people. Um, I think my highlight of the entire week was. I have, um, I had the opportunity. I am not going to say how I got the opportunity because I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I had the opportunity on Wednesday during the pro-am to walk inside the ropes with Larry Fitzgerald and his whole, his whole team on hole 12. Um, so I got to, I got to meet Larry Fitz, huge, huge fan of Larry Fitzgerald, man. I've been an Arizona Cardinals fan my entire life. Cause I grew up in he's Scottsdale. A legend. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. And, uh, I, I have, a jersey of his framed up on the wall behind you right now. So that was a huge moment for me to to be able to experience that. God, he was good. He was so good. 
And did you see Saban out there? I did not see Saban oh, out come there. Come on, no. you had to go. You should have gone and find him. Uh, no, I have no. You desire had to go yet. find him. We well, you know I have me. No I to see Nick Saban. Yeah, I know. I know. I remember you texting me during the iron, <laughs> during the Iron Bowl. You were like, "How are you doing?" The whole game sucked. It was terrible <laughs> until the end. So yeah, no, but first uh, first year ever that your wife and you got to go to the Iron Bowl together. In no, Auburn. so we were we went to the in Auburn. Yes, we went to the Iron Bowl together in Tuscaloosa in 2022. But this past year in 2023 was our first year in Auburn that we went into the Iron Bowl together. And I remember you texting me. I don't even. I have to read it. What'd you say? I'm a, this will be funny. Um, it's too bad that Anna doesn't want to get on camera for the podcast because it'd be funny to listen to you two going back and forth. For anybody that's listening to this, well, I don't know why I keep saying that, but um, just so that you guys know, these two are a house divided. Um, Bryant went to Alabama. He's a huge Alabama fan. His wife went to Auburn. She's a huge Auburn fan. So a couple, <laughs> at least once a year, there's got to be some division in the household. Oh yeah, you said good luck today, and then you were like. Then I said, I'm ready. I said, I'm ready to run through a brick wall. And I sent you a picture <laughs> of it. And then after we won, it was 6.04 p.m. You said, from the highest highs to the lowest lows, your wife has to be devastated. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she was. I still can't believe what I witnessed last oh. night. Ripped their hearts out. That's sad. World tied. Um, but yeah, obviously, it was super cool to go see JT as well because he went to Alabama. Yeah. Shout out to JT, World Tide. Love to get you a blue caddy hat. I'd yeah. love to get you one. Come on, JT. Come on, JT. Um, but yeah, obviously the Iron Bowl, we can get into that. But if we if we keep talking about college football, that's all we're going to talk about the rest of the time. Because, I mean, <laughs> that consumes our lives in the fall. Yeah. Um, no, but going back to the tournament, it was... Um, What's your highlight? So who was the one person that you got to see playing out there that was like the coolest experience for you? Gosh, I can name... JT, Jordan, uh, Joel Damon... Uh, Bud Colley went to Alabama. Oh yeah, yeah. I've hung out with him a couple times. He uh had that car crash yeah. a couple years ago, and this was his first PGA Tour event back. So I got to see him. I've, He's really good I've friends got, with JT and Jordan as well. Yeah, I've gotten to I've met him a couple times, and um, so that was cool to get to see him. Uh, we saw the gala from a distance. Okay, we didn't see him on an actual hole, but he has a had a squad. He had a huge crowd following him. Saw Scotty Scheffler. That was super cool. Saw a bunch. But it was hard because of the delays. So it's not yeah. like everybody was out there. Like it's not like when one person when one group finished another. It was it was weird. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because they had kept having to restart. So like they weren't all on the same on the course, like kind of the same time. Or like, does that make sense? Yeah. And then obviously because they do split tees. Well, yeah, so like split tees. Some guys go out on one. Exactly. Some guys go so you out would have to 10, go across. So. You would have to go all the way across the course, and it's like, yeah, it, it it sounds it sounds confusing, but when you're there, it, it makes sense. Yeah, I would say if again, if you guys go back again next year, the especially for you with your brand, the best thing that you could possibly do is get members club passes on Wednesday during the pro am, mm -hmm. and you have access to three or four different uh, concessions tents around the golf course. And you get free drinks and free food the whole day with those passes. Sounds it's part cool. of what you're paying for. But then you you don't have any crowds to worry about. And you can get super close to the players and the caddies. You can have conversations with them because mm -hmm. it's not a serious round. So you can like actually have a moment to talk to people, especially if you're walking with them. Um, Wednesday pro-ams at any PGA Tour event are always probably the best time for any real golf fan to go because that's when you can get – the most intimate experience with the players and the caddies. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I saw a video you posted. I guess you dabbed up Wyndham Clark. Yeah. Hey, congrats on that course record, bro. Appreciate it. 
That was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And so, he reposted it too. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Wyndham was. Saw him too. I don't know. I didn't even mention him. Yeah. Saw him. We we were pretty close to him on the putting green too. And uh, that was super cool. God, he's good. I remember. Uh, They're all good. Last year, I went to the Pro Am at the FedEx Championship in Memphis. Okay. And John Rom was out there as like one of the last tournaments he played on the PGA Tour. I would love Tour. to see him, but now he's with Liv. But I was there during the Pro Am. And so he was hitting a shot. He had a tee shot on the third hole. And he was trying to fade it. It went straight, but it went like in the rough and it kind of went over these um, porta potties, right? And it was funny because that was the year that there was like, there was some hype on the internet about John Rom having to use the restroom and people were talking about like all this stuff. And yeah. they asked him a question in a post round interview where they were like, hey, like, what would you suggest could be better about the course layout and whatnot? And he was like, it'd be nice if there was a porta potty on every hole so like <laughs> we could easily go to the bathroom whenever we needed to. Yeah. And then it was like a week or two later, I was there. He hit this tee shot right over the porta potties and he had to have his, his second shot from behind the porta potties. That's funny. And I made a video where I was like, oh, I guess John Rom must have had to go to the bathroom because he hit his tee shot right over here by the porta potty so he'd have a shorter walk. But the reason that I'm telling that story is because pro-ams give you such a different experience with the players and the caddies. Mm -hmm. On that day, I was able to tell John Rom's caddy, hey, this is where his ball is right here. Like, it's, it's right here. And then I had like a five-minute conversation with his caddy just hanging out with him, waiting for cool. John to walk up because he was doing all of his stuff. And then I got to follow him. Like, you're you're talking to the players. You're talking to the caddies. It's just a totally different experience. Let's get John Rom's caddy a blue caddy hat. Yeah, that'd what be we sweet. Should do. Speaking of porta potties, we were on, I think it was the 14th tee box, and uh, Zach Johnson had to go to the porta potty. And the guys, I mean, it was a pretty big crowd there, and they were just heckling him for having oh, to go to the bathroom. Man. Him and Billy Horschel. Also, can we get into that? Yeah. Did you absolutely. see those videos? I, um, I haven't really, I don't really know what happened, but when we, um, going back to when we were on the 14th tee box, Billy Horschel was not happy, and that was on Friday. He yeah. was already not happy with the crowds then because they were just heckling they weren't even really heckling them but i guess they were being pretty loud but wasn't being that loud like it, was, it wasn't, like, wasn't like the 16th hole but he just he was giving these people some looks already on friday yeah so when i saw those videos on instagram and twitter on sunday i was like oh i knew that was coming because he was gonna snap yeah billy horschel was gonna snap Dude, um, it's kind of sad to me honestly to see that happen though because I had I have so much respect for Billy Horschel. Yeah. He's one of those pro golfers that kind of flies under the radar for the most part. He's not going to win tons of tournaments, but my man is a tour champion. Like, yeah, he won good. the FedEx Cup one year and he's won multiple events on tour, right? So he's a great golfer, but it's the fucking waste management Phoenix Open, man. If you're a pro golfer and you sign up you to go to that for. event, you should absolutely know what you're getting into. It's Four days of debauchery in one of the biggest party towns in the country. And the whole the whole aura of this tournament is people just having a frat party on a golf course, basically. Yeah. So like you can't get all pissed off and start bitching at people on the side of the golf course because they're talking in your backswing or they're talking in somebody else's backswing. Like, bro, you were there. You were there. It doesn't matter where you are at on Does that golf matter. course on a Friday or a Saturday. Everybody could be as quiet as a mouse in church, and you can hear all the noise from 16, oh, yeah. and it's distracting as shit. So a guy standing 20 feet away from you saying something in your backswing, like, hope you hit a good one or something like that, shouldn't be a problem. And he's been on the tour long enough. He should know yeah. how it is. And then Zach Johnson, and like, losing his cool. I mean, 
big football school. He's tailgated before. Yeah. He's gone to college football. That's the atmosphere that is at that tournament. So, like, I don't know. I don't know what Zach Johnson was mad about. I really don't know what either one of them was. I know the backswing yeah. is what Billy Horschel was mad about. Zach Johnson, I heard it was something had to do something about the Ryder Cup because he was the captain of the Ryder Cup. Someone's getting... That's what I heard. Yeah, and, and who the knows, internet, right? Who like, knows what it was? Because no, no videos have come out with what actually was said that triggered him to, to come out like that. But like you were saying, if he was getting heckled for multiple holes, and then you get to the fifteenth tee, and somebody finally says something, now it could have been personal, right? Yeah, like, I mean, it if, was on, yeah, it was on the fourteenth, and I mean, but, but I don't know what they're getting mad about. They hit it right down the middle. Yeah, I think like, he's just getting guy, mad at people out. chirping him. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but like once you give in to him, like once they, yeah. once people know that you're getting mad or it's getting under your skin, they're just gonna give it to you more. So just like, and you're, I don't know, I don't want to. But I could understand. Don't want to get in too much. I could understand though, because like if somebody said something personal to him, that's yeah. one thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And you're, says, that's yeah. okay. Like go off on him, right? Yeah, but. If if somebody made a joke about how he constantly hits his ball off the tee on the tee box when That's he's taking funny. practice swings, you can't get pissed off about that. Mm-hmm. So I would I would just be curious to know what exactly it was that was said to him, and then I'd be able to understand a little we'll bit more about know. why he got so we'll pissed. We'll probably but never know. It's uh it's a bad look either way, man. Like in my in my situation, I would just have fun with it. Even if somebody said some personal shit to me out there, I would just and like I don't I would just think laugh it off. I would have to look at the like where they finished, but I don't think they were playing that bad like were they playing terrible on sunday for like them to get that mad i don't know like i I don't remember Um, i think it's just i think it's just them wanting to have quiet when they're trying to hit their shots mm -hmm. but that's never going to happen and honestly like i have friends of mine that go and work um they volunteer and they do security and stuff at the tournament every year yeah and even they joke about like why are we standing out here holding quiet please signs because there's it's no one's ever going to shut up especially on 16 i think the funniest thing is seeing those people the volunteers holding up the quiet please on 16 and it's like that's it's and i think even the the people holding the signs up they think that's funny yeah they're just doing because i mean it's great content yeah that's for sure it's great content um i was it was a blast man that tournament Smile, I saw Smiley Kaufman and Kevin Kissner were like throwing football, yeah, throwing football um, with people in the stands. I and mean, it was a party, yeah, so much fun. That tournament is, I don't know if we're going to go back next year. We might, but I know we want to go to the Players Championship next year, yeah, in Jacksonville. So we're trying to cross off some things off our bucket list. Um, I, th- I know we're going to go to the Tour Championship this year in Atlanta because, I mean, as people may or may not know, we live in Birmingham. So, it's only like two hour drive. Yeah. So that'd be super easy. And we have family that live there. So and East Lake looks like an amazing property. It'll never be been cool there. I know a, a lot cool of people that have around. played there too. So yeah. I think we're gonna go to that. Obviously, I would do anything to go to Augusta. I would do anything to go to the Masters. I would my dad's been a bunch. And I'm like, dang, must be nice. Yeah. I've never been. Yeah, I'd I would, love to go. I had Jordan James on the podcast and he was telling me how his dad has played Augusta 29 times. Played Augusta 29 what does his times. Dad do? Not gone to the Masters to watch Augusta. He's played it 29 have times. Have you been? I have never been there. Um, I have another buddy of mine, William Wilson. He has played Augusta twice. Um, but to be fair, man, like that dude, he's going to be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. He's... Uh, Wait, his dad? What's that? You're talking about his dad? Oh, no, my buddy William Wilson. Oh. So my buddy William Wilson's played Augusta twice. Jordan James's dad has played Augusta 29 so times. So what is he... How... how? What does he do? How does he business connections? Yeah, yeah, it's just business. Twenty nine times. Yeah, wow. So I, I would, 
man, I, I posted that video the other day. It was like, would you rather go to jail for a year and then be able to play Augusta once? Or would you rather go to jail for five years and then get $10 million? And a lot of people are commenting back on there. Like, I don't want to go to jail for any reason. Like, <laughs> and then other people are like, I'll go for six years and then I'll play Augusta and take 10 million. <laughs> Dude, I don't even care. I, I don't even care. Like when I go to Augusta, even if it was like for like a practice round or I don't, I don't care. I don't even care if like the masters was going on. Obviously I want to go to the masters. That would be a dream, but I'd love just to go see the course. What we need to do. So I don't know if you know this and I don't know how many people in general know this, but anybody can go watch the Masters any year they want to. You just have to buy tickets. Yeah, I put it. I've been. I do the lottery every year. No, you don't have to do the lottery. You uh, just buy tickets. Oh well, yeah. There. The reason that people do the lottery is because Augusta will sell you tickets face value. So now you only have to pay like a hundred bucks a ticket. What are to get tickets in. looking like if you if you're wanting to buy them? That's the trick. I looked at it one time, and this is partly just because my wife and I are extremely bougie and we like staying at nice places. But to get a house near property for the week and then to be able to go for the week for two people was like 10 grand but i look at it like this if you get a house in augusta and you split that with like six or eight people yeah and you split the cost of that then it only comes down to you having to pay for the ticket price per so person. how much so are the tickets though let's uh, get back to that it just depends on what days you want to go and how many days you want to go so right? if you wanted to go like on a for a practice round uh for a practice round i think it was like a, a couple hundred bucks a ticket per person and then if you wanted to do, I think it was for the week, I think it was like three grand per person to go to every single practice round and all four tournament rounds. I'm not going to lie. That doesn't sound that bad. No, it's not. I'm not going to. I mean, like that is not bad at all. Especially because I mean, you can drive there. So you don't have to worry about paying for a flight. Yeah. I mean, we would just, yeah, we can literally drive there. Hey, send us that link. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I knew that, but like I've never, I've always just done the lottery. Or yeah. just like try to use some sort of connection. Yeah. And the lotteries, the lottery is fun just because it's like, am I going to get picked? It's almost like trying to get a golden ticket for Willy Wonka. Um, but the other thing <laughs> you can do too, is you can be a volunteer at the tournament. So what you should do is you should put your name in the volunteer lottery every single year as well. Mm -hmm. And um, if you get picked to be a volunteer, they require you to be there from like Monday to Sunday. So you have to dedicate a whole week to volunteering at the tournament. Oh, that but, sounds terrible. Wow, yeah, it sounds to, terrible, sounds right? Sounds awful. Here's the best part about it. Every single volunteer for the Masters tournament, they have an appreciation day and they all get to play Augusta for free. That sounds pretty cool. So know. that would be, be that would be cool. a really awesome way. That'd be so cool. To not only go watch the Masters, but then you also get the benefit of being able to play Augusta. Gosh, that would be cool. Yeah. That would that would be a dream. It'd be sick. That I've heard that the wait list to be a volunteer. That yeah. That's is the like thing. There's 10 a, years. Yeah. Long it's like a, yeah, nonsense. Yeah. But if you just start now, by the time you're 30, 40, 50, 60, depending on how old you are right now, listening to this, you might have an opportunity to go to. Yeah. We might have to do that, but I actually would love to buy some tickets. So let's look into that. Sure. Can you just go on Ticketmaster and buy tickets? It's or? not, you just go to like a, I think you just go to like the master's website and you can like see packages or you just Google like, masters tournament packages or whatever like you can go online and buy them we'll look it up right now too it's awesome man and especially because um like some of the properties that you can stay at down there are super nice yeah so do and, all like, the players walk into the tournament every day where do all the players stay so stuff like that they usually rent houses yeah but people don't, that live down there yeah but i know so. yeah i know they and a lot of them stay together too yeah a lot of them will share houses but i thought in augusta they stay like on property 
I'm not sure. Honestly, I don't could know. Could be wrong. I could be making that up. But I thought there was specific like cabins. That there the, might be for some of the that players. That the players, probably not all of them, but some of them. Maybe like previous winners. Something like that. Yeah. Is John Rahm going to play in it this year? Yeah. Sure he will, right? Yeah, he, he has exemption into all the majors for the next like however many years. Well, I know, but I guess some of these live players, I mean. It doesn't matter. They're still allowed to play in the majors. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's part of the reason why he made the decision to yeah, go there. Yeah, and because, $600 million. Well, yeah, that that's too. always a lot That always easier. helps yeah, for a little sure. bit. Um, what else I was going to say? Speaking of the Masters, who's your prediction right now? Make a bull prediction. Who's going to win the Masters this year? Don't think mm. about it too long. Just real quick, shotgun. Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. Got to say JT. I mean, I would love him to win it. All right. JT. Okay. Or if Nick Dunlap plays in it, love, I would love Nick Dunlap to, to win it. Yeah, that he would went be to Alabama insane. as well. Just turned pro, what, last month? Yeah, that Shout would be insane. Shout out to Nick. Uh, I'm picking Tiger to win. Huh. Just, uh, I mean, that would I'm be awesome. I'm picking Tiger to win. You're picking Tiger? Yeah. He withdrew. He yesterday. did, yeah. He withdrew from Riviera round in the middle of round two. And he had like the flu. They're saying that he had flu-like symptoms and that he was like dizzy and all that kind of stuff. Who knows? I know he'd been having some back spasms and issues with his back this week, so I think that, that might be more of the problem. Um, you really picking Tiger to win? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Because Tiger has the game. I would love Tiger to win. The whole reason that he played Riviera right now is because it's a it's like a practice round for Augusta because the type of walking that you have to do at Riviera is somewhat similar to Augusta. Augusta. So hilly. Yeah, but there's some there's some massive hills that you have to climb at Riviera as well. Um, but it's it's also like part of his schedule to like prepare for the Masters. Yeah. But Tiger needs three more majors to tie Jack for all time major wins. Um, so he's gonna play at all the majors every single year. Um, Augusta is the one golf course that Tiger always stands the best chance to win at a major tournament every single year out of all the different venues because he knows that place like the back of his hand. He has the ability to get out of trouble there better than anywhere else. And he's already won it like five or six times. So like he's just always going to be a favorite. Yeah. I'm picking JT. I like it. Don't let me down, JT. Not a bad pick. I mean, yeah, he didn't really play that well. I think he missed a cut at Riviera, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, for sure did. I would love, I'd love JT to win it. I'd love Ricky to win it. Um, who else? We just she just watched the first season of Full Swing. Oh yeah, the next one comes out March sixth. I think. Yeah, so we're excited about yeah. that. I don't know. I love like hot take. I am not excited about that. Full Swing. Yeah, that is a really hot take because I will probably watch all the episodes in one night. It's the worst series ever that Netflix has made. Wow, the worst series ever that Netflix has ever made. A hundred percent. And the reason is because of the PGA Tour. I blame you, PGA Tour. You and your freaking control over what did media. What did they do? The PGA Tour controls 100% of all the media that's put out there about players on the PGA Tour during tournaments. Like, Jordan Spieth cannot pull his cell phone out in a round and, like, take a picture of himself and post it without the approval of the PGA Tour. From Thursday to Sunday, any content that gets created – Regarding a PGA Tour event, the PGA Tour has the absolute total control. Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so everything like that you're seeing on that Netflix series right now for full swing, a hundred a hundred percent of that had to be approved by the PGA Tour to get put out there. So if they're which is why it's so fucking. So is that why they don't post anything until after the tournament's over? Yes. And everything that does get posted from those tournaments, even if it's on a player's social media page, yeah. had to be approved by the PGA Tour. Otherwise, it's not allowed to be posted. 
I didn't know that. That's why it's if you go crazy. back to the beginning of this whole live golf PGA tour controversy and you hear the comments that Phil Mickelson was making about like having more control over your media rights, mm-hmm. that's what he was talking about. Every single one of these guys, like Bryson DeChambeau, since he left the PGA Tour, his personal brand on social media and YouTube is oh. massive right now. Yeah, it's blown up. And it's because he never was allowed to post any of that crap while he was playing on the PGA Tour. I didn't know that. I just learned something new. So the Netflix series, have you? did you notice when you watched that first series, the first season of Full Swing, mm-hmm. did you notice how many times they went back and explained what the cut was? It's like every episode, they're like, this is the cut. This is the cut. So on Friday, if you don't make the cut, you don't make any yeah, money. Yeah, they kept talking about a that. A million times. Yeah, they did keep, they kept talking about that. Right. It was Amanda, Amanda Renner, or Amanda Renner. used to be at Balionis. But yeah, Amanda Renner kept talking. They kept cutting that clip, right? So one, it was a terrible series because they just kept repeating the same crap over and over and over again that they could have just said on the first season, the first episode, and then they didn't need to say it ever again. I loved it. Here's the other thing too, because it's the PGA Tour and all of these guys have massive corporate sponsors and the PGA Tour gets to control what goes out there. We're never going to see any of the crap that goes on behind scenes of dudes talking shit to each other in the locker room, guys having like fun money games on the week when they're not playing in a tournament and they're just like razzing each other. Mm-hmm. We're not going to hear the hot mic stuff because the PGA Tour doesn't want that image to go out there. So all we're going to see is boring ass coverage just like you would watch on NBC if you were watching mm-hmm. golf on a Sunday. I liked it. I don't care. No, but I agree, but I liked it. I'm excited about season two. Oh, man, we got to see Jordan Spieth on a private jet. Wow, that's exciting. Everybody knows they fly on private jets. Oh, yeah. I thought it was cool, like the behind the scenes part. I think that stuff, that stuff. Have you seen, cool have you seen the F1 series that Netflix did? Mm-hmm. Have you seen the tennis series? Yeah, that Netflix I've did? seen Breakpoint. That's good. Okay, so. I think Breakpoint's really good. So c- go back and watch like one episode of Breakpoint with like Nick Kyrgios in it mm-hmm. and then go back and watch one episode of full swing. And you're going to be like, Oh God, Ryan was right. This is the worst freaking series they've ever made. Have you watched the NASCAR one? I haven't yet, but I want to. I ju- it's so good. Yeah. It's really good. You need it to just watch it. sucks, man. Like I was so hyped up about full swing before they first, they came out with the first season because I was like, maybe for the first time we'll get a genuine behind the scenes of what it's like for these guys to be a player on the PGA tour. And instead, it was just a lesson on what the cut is for eight episodes, and it was a lesson on how much they travel to play in events. They did talk about the cut a lot. They did. A lot. It's unbelievable. I still like it, though. I'm excited about season two. I may not watch it. Yeah. I might uh, not. I'll probably have to watch it just because I do a golf it. podcast, and it's going to give me an opportunity to yeah. talk about stuff. But it just it could be so much better, but the PGA Tour won't let it be, and that's the disappointing thing for me. Hot take. Yeah. Very hot take. Tell us in the comments if you're watching this right now, what do you guys think? Yes on Netflix full swing. No on Netflix full swing. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Am I right? Am I just a dumb idiot? Am I shock jocking <laughs> you right now? You tell me. I also want to know in the comments who people think is going to win the Masters. I want to know. Yeah. Because we just talked about it, but I want to know. I want to see what people say. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I think I think this year. What's the next big tournament? The players? The, yeah, the players, players in March, is the next big tournament. And then Masters then the, in the April. Masters after that. And then the U.S. Open in June. July is the Open Championship. And then PGA, PGA Championship, Championship is the last And one. then like the playoffs, the yeah. FedEx Cup playoffs and Tour Championship. Um, Four, there's always, again, in the majors, they, oh man, full swing. They talk, 
They talk about how there's only four majors every single year, like in four episodes too. They just again, they just kept repeating. Them. Can we? T- I like this though too. I like how the PGA Tour is doing it now. How there's one big tournament every month now because the players used to be in May, and now it's in March. So well, now there's a big tournament each month instead of like having to wait. Well, you know what I'm saying? I so, like how they do that. Yeah, but they um they flipped the schedule. You used to have the Masters in. That's always been in April. No, the Masters used to be in March, and then the players was in April. They switched those two. A few years ago, they switched the two of those because they wanted different weather conditions for the Masters and for the players. I need someone to fact check that. Yeah. Because I remember as a little kid watching the players in May, and I know they f- they flipped the players being in May to March like a couple years ago. I think the Masters... Oh, maybe that's what I was that's thinking what it is. Yeah, yeah. The Masters has always been in April. Yeah, yeah. That's I know what that. I that's but, what I was saying. No, they flipped. So, yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm going back to... I think it's cool that there's a big tournament every month because one, it's going to draw the players in. You mean just like just a big tournament? It's not going to be a major. Yeah, like waste management. So like in, in January, I guess they had the ones in Hawaii and whatever, and then in the waste management February, March they have the players, April they have the Masters, yeah, June the U.S. Open, July the Open, yeah, and I guess is July the PGA or is that in August now? I guess that's in. Uh, I think the PGA is in September. No, the Tour Championship this or, year is the twenty eighth through the first. While you're, while you're looking that up, uh, I my bold prediction for the majors this year is that uh, more live golfers are going to win majors than PGA Tour golfers. I think, I think three of the majors get won by live golfers this year. That's a hot take. Would be cool. Uh, PGA Championship May sixteenth through the nineteenth. So they moved that up to May since they. Moved the players to March. Mm. I'm excited about that tournament. I love that tournament. Love it. I think is it the U.S. Opens at Pinehurst this year? I think. Yeah, Pinehurst number two. Yeah, in North Carolina. Yeah, they moved the Golf Hall of Fame over there too. They did. Yeah, they moved the Golf it was in Hall. Florida. It was, but they moved it to Pinehurst last year. Really? Yeah. Have you been to that course? I have not yet. The closest I've been is Tobacco Road, which is one of my absolute dear to my heart favorite golf courses in the history of Everton. If nobody, if you haven't been a, if you haven't been Tobacco Road, you have a flag. Yep, I yeah. need a soul flag. Yeah, I'm telling you guys right now, dude. If there's cool. one golf Where course that everybody needs to play, it's Tobacco Road. It's in North Carolina. It's about an hour outside Pinehurst. So you could do like, yeah, in a golf weekend, you could do both. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it is it so special. Um, I want to talk about Ross Bridge because I know you played there. Yeah, and you called me to play, but I wasn't able to play. How how did it look? Because you know it was closed for a year. It was, yeah, because the greens accidentally got burned out by like somebody poisoned. pouring the wrong chemical on there. Yeah. They were trying to put like fertilizer on the greens. They put some kind of chemical. I it, like, played that golf course. It was in 2022. I played it in August, I guess, like a week or two weeks before they announced that it happened. And I'm telling you, I could already tell. I don't know when they did it, but the course was not in great shape then. It was, Even in- in, And I was like, I was kind of mad. Because if anyone's ever played Ross Bridge, you I mean, you pay a good amount of money to go play it. And it's a great course. But when I played it that day, it was not in good shape. It's So I'm kind of glad that they, not glad they poisoned the greens, but since that happened, I've, I've heard it's the course is a lot nicer now and they've changed up some things. Oh, so, it's amazing. Um, I've actually got a free round, so I'm going to go play there just when the weather yeah, like, probably like in May or June, I'm going to go play there. It was in amazing condition. I'm a little sad that I was playing in the wintertime because it was super cold and it was really windy that day. Yeah. But shout out to Ty Long for getting me. Does he live in Birmingham? For bringing me out there. Yeah, he does. Who did he play for? 
the team that he most recently played for was the Chargers. How do you know him? Um, I actually, my buddy Landon that lives in um, near Birmingham, yeah, was just randomly playing around a golf one day, and we all have these eye range sticks, like the one that I have my camera on right I've now. I've got them too. I've got one. Yeah. So he, so Landon is really terrible about leaving his phone on his eye range stick on par threes when he hits his shots. That's funny. And he'll like drive off and he'll go to the green and he'll forget his eye range back there. So he yeah. did it one day at a course in Alabama. And the group behind him came up and they saw his phone standing on it, stuck in the ground, and and his camera was still recording. So he's got the video clip of all That's the so audio. Funny. These guys are like, what is this thing? This is so badass. This is like the coolest thing ever. That's cool. And it was Ty Long and his buddies that were playing golf. And Ty was the one that grabbed it and they yelled up to the green. Landon came back, picked it up, and then eventually got his phone number. And then Landon called me one day and he was like, hey, man, like totally random. I met this NFL kicker That's so while cool. I was playing golf. I told him about your podcast and he wants to come on and be a guest on the podcast. And so then I got put in touch with him. And it's cool. Went down to Alabama. We played 18 holes at Ross Bridge, which was which was super fun. That course, again, it's really nice. I would love to go play it in like the yeah. summer. Yeah, I haven't played it since they've redone it, but I'm going to. Yeah. We'll play it in the summer. Yeah, and then uh, went back to Ty's house, did a podcast. It was pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, You should come down to uh, beginning of May. It's like May 4th and 5th. Down in Prattville, right? Prattville. Landon's putting on the Gulf South Invitational, so... It's two days of golf at RTJ in Prattville. We're going to play the judge yeah, and the, the legislator courses. Speaking of Prattville, shout out to Josiah Gilbert. I know he's been on the podcast before. Yeah, Josiah is an amazing young man. I cannot wait for that dude's career to pop Me off too. once he goes pro. He loves his blue caddy hats. Yeah, he's, he's, he's awesome. He's such a good kid, man. He he's got such a good head on his shoulders, and he's absolutely one of the best golfers I've ever seen yeah, play so in I person. I think his dad is the director of instruction at the RTJ course in Prattville. Yep. Um, Josiah's awesome. I know he's been on this podcast. I met him actually down in the Iron Bowl this past year. And we actually were talking. I was telling him about Blue Caddy, and I told him I've seen him on your podcast. Yeah. So it was good to like have um, like kind of common ground. And uh, we send him hats, and he loves wearing the hats and stuff. And he's only a freshman at Auburn right now, but I think big things are coming for him. Yeah. I mean, I really do think that he's – that great head on his shoulders. He's a great golfer. I think he um he like stays locked in, like kind of blocks out the outside noise. I'm excited to see what he does after college because I think he's some big things are coming. Yeah, I think he's going to get his first win in college this freshman. Oh year. yeah, for I sure. I think this year he gets he's gonna he's get awesome a win. from the land from the land down under. Yeah, from Australia. Yeah, great kid. He's um really really good guy and uh, his brother Judah. I, I don't know if you. Uh, I don't His brother Judah is um, like two years younger than Josiah. Okay, just as good, almost as good as a golfer. I'm not going to say just as good because Judah's a little bit better. But I think, or uh, Josiah's Josiah. better. But I think Josiah will tell you that Judah is a better putter, hmm. um, which is scary to it's think. Where you about. make your money? Drive for show, you putt for dough. But yeah, Judah, um, he actually loves playing basketball more than he loves playing golf, even though he's ridiculously good at golf. Yeah. He's a plus handicap at 16 years old. Oh my gosh. And uh, he's actually trying to get a full ride scholarship to play college basketball. So hopefully that works out for him. Well, if he doesn't do that and he's a plus whatever handicap at 16 years old, I think, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. And both those kids hit the ball in absolute. That's mind. what I heard. I haven't played with Josiah. Um, I haven't really even watched him play. Yeah. Um, but I know he's really good. I know he hits the ball a mile from what I've heard. But he wore his blue caddy hat in the uh, Orlando Amateur yeah, back in did. November. Yeah, so that was I super saw those cool. Video so clips. 
Shout out to Josiah. Um, always repping Blue Caddy. So had a good chance guy. to win the tournament. A little bit of bad luck on the final. We come in second. Came in second place solo. Not bad. By one stroke, and it was because it was one stroke on the 18th tee, on the 18th green. The kid that he was playing against head to head. They uh, he made this like incredible 40, 50 foot birdie putt or some nonsense, and it's crazy. Ended up taking a lead. But. Yeah, Josiah is awesome. Shout out to him. Yeah. Oh, dude, what do you think about uh, Jordan Spieth getting DQ'd from uh, the Genesis Invitation? Yeah, we were talking about that. That sucks. I think that's a rule they need to change. Like, I know, I, I know, a rule's a rule. Yeah, a rule's a rule. But like, come on, give the guy a break. Like, I don't think you should get DQ'd over that. If you're gonna do anything, give him like a penalty, like a one or two stroke penalty or something. Don't DQ the guy because he walked out of the scoring tent and. It was the wrong scorecard, or he put the wrong number down on a hole. Like any sign, I know he signed it or whatever, but give the guy a break. Come on. Is well, that- oh gosh, what are you gonna say? <laughs> oh, I mean, what are you gonna? Say? I'm, I'm, I'm Team Jordan on that one. I'm look. I'm a huge fan of Jordan Spieth, but that's one rule in golf I don't think they should change. Like you scored the wrong, you signed a scorecard with the wrong. I thought you score hated the PGA it. Tour. <laughs> Look, I'm not now, this, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the PGA you're back Tour. Back and forth. I'm look, I'm like I'm <laughs> like most I'm, I'm like most Americans when it comes to politics. I'm in the middle, right? Oh, like, we're there's not some going things down that, that I like and there's some things that I don't like. But look, here's the deal. At the end of the day, he's a professional golfer, man. Like if you can't put the right score on your scorecard. So what what yeah, did he just miscount? I mean, do we know really? I'm just, yeah, so on the fourth hole at Riviera, it's a par three. Yeah. He wrote down on his scorecard that he got a par, so he wrote a three on his scorecard, but he made really a bogey a on that hole. So he really got a four. So then when you get to the tent and you sign the scorecard saying that you got a set, whatever, let's just say, I don't know what the exact number was for his final round, but let's say he put a score of 70 on his card and he really shot a 71. Technically, that's that's the definition of cheating in the world of golf. Like that's that's not a rule that should be relaxed at all. Your caddy can help you keep score. You're, you are keeping score like... You're getting paid millions of dollars to write 18 numbers on a piece of paper. Yeah. You can't get one of them right, and you want to turn it in, and it's the wrong score. My man, dude, that's your fault, bro. I think it should be changed. I think I don't think he should be DQ'd. If he's going to get a penalty, like give him a one- or two-stroke penalty, whatever. I don't think he should be DQ'd. I just think that like the, D- the DQ is how they keep the integrity in the game. Yeah, but... Otherwise, guys would just be like, imagine that you're... Imagine that you're uh, if all you did was give somebody like a two stroke penalty, right? Guys would just freaking go shoot around a golf and then go on the scorecard and write whatever score they wanted to on their card, and then the next day be like, oh, I guess I'm just like two strokes back. From okay, well maybe a five no or ten. I don't know. Something. I just don't. You know think, what I mean? I just don't think he should be DQ'd. And I've been seeing people on Twitter being like, I don't. I don't know. I think it's kind of a dumb rule. That, that's just me though. What do I know? Well, I, I mean, just sell golf hats. There's, blue there's hats. definitely some old ass rules in golf that need to be updated and changed. Yeah. If that one never got changed, I wouldn't be sad about it. All right. Well, I'm team Jordan. Hashtag team Jordan. <laughs> that's what I am. I love it, dude. I, I mean, it. that's what I am. But uh, yeah, what a, what a course. We um we actually were in, uh, we went to Los Angeles summer of 2022 and we actually drove past Riviera. Really? So we were in Malibu and we, were, we drove on Sunset Boulevard. So if you're on the PCH, and you drive on Sunset Boulevard, it takes you all the way to like the Sunset Strip okay. in Hollywood. So we were driving through there and you drive past like Riviera and like Bel Air. You drive through like all these cool areas. We passed Riviera, so that was super cool. Um, only got to see like the front of the 
the course and like yeah. the clubhouse yeah. and like the gate. But like still super cool to say. Um but yeah, we didn't get to see LACC where I they played. Think, I don't think most people get to see LACC. I don't even think okay. I heard they didn't even like playing there. Have you heard that? Oh, you talking about the at the, at the, US, Open. the US, US Open last year? I know yeah, we're going off people, on a limb. Uh, we're going off on a limb here, but like I, I, that's what I've heard. Yeah, a lot I've of heard people they did like not it. like. I heard the players didn't like playing at it. I heard like the vibes weren't there. Like it no. wasn't like there was a lot of people there. That's there what I heard. It was the, it was like the smallest attendance yeah. in like history of a U.S. Open because LACC is so incredibly private of a club, mm -hmm. and they controlled how many ticket yeah. sales were out there. I think they said that they only were going to allow like twenty thousand tickets to be sold, but they sold like twelve thousand of yeah, them to members. Crazy. And so then the members of the club controlled like two thirds of the tickets out there for fans to go to. So people weren't allowed to actually yeah, like, so go and watch. One of my buddies. Plus that course doesn't, sorry to cut you off. That no. course doesn't even set up for fans to be out there in the first place. Like yeah, there's no grandstands. It's hard. It's well, cause there's nowhere to put them and it's hard for people to walk around that course to be able to watch anyway. Like you yeah. were at Scottsdale. Yeah. Scottsdale is incredibly flat. Yeah. It's super wide open. Like, had it not rained and it was dry out there, people would have been all up on those grass hills. Like you have so much space that you can so go watch golf mud. out there. Gosh, there was so much mud. But at, at LA Country Club, there's like nowhere for fans to go watch golf yeah. out there. So I have a buddy, shout out to Ryan Pierce. He played at LACC back in the fall, maybe. So like it's very strict. Like I think you had to put on your golf shoes like in the clubhouse, in, like in the locker room. In the clubhouse in the locker room. You can't bring your phone in. If you have to make a phone call, there's like a phone booth. Have you heard that? I haven't, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think something like that, or you have to use a phone in there. Something crazy. They have all kinds of weird rules. Like you can't, you have to wear pants. You can't wear shorts. Yeah. Um, you have a caddy, I'm pretty sure. Um, But like Augusta has rules like that too. Yeah. But I mean, also LA. You have to wear like a three-piece suit to get into Augusta. Yeah. I mean, I would. You have like tie, jacket, slacks, everything when you walk on property and then you have to change in the locker room and then you can put golf clothes on. I did not know wear, that. But you have to wear golf pants. You have to have, you know, a belt. You have to yeah. have your shirt tucked in. Like it's super, shouldn't super be, strict. shouldn't be that hard though. But I know like the piece of property, the land that LACC is on is worth like oh, over yeah. a billion dollars. I, I, I would imagine. So is it located? Where is it located? It's in Beverly Hills, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's it's a little ways outside downtown LA. Because um, so when you're on property, you're like overlooking downtown LA. Yeah, but I don't know exactly where it's at. Yeah, I don't. I'm looking it up. Like, Go we ahead. got we got phones. Yeah, we got phones. So let's see. One zero one zero one zero one Wilshire Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, nine zero zero two four. It's not in Beverly Hills then, because nine zero two zero is Beverly Hills. Yeah, it's not, I know that because when I was a kid, they had a TV show called nine zero two zero. Never seen that show. I think well, I'm a little older than you, though. But where? Hold on. No. Yeah, it must. I guess it is close to downtown. It's just weird. It's just kind of a weird yeah, it's, location. Yeah, it's a few miles outside downtown LA. Ooh, since we're talking about TV shows, I know this is a golf podcast. What's your favorite TV show? Of like all time or right now? Both. You can say both. I don't care. Mm. You decide. It's a good question. The first one that popped into my head is that TV show 24 with Kiefer Sutherland. That all time is going to be like one of my favorite TV shows that okay. was ever created. Super cool concept. I love how every single episode was exactly one hour of real time. Not not a one hour long show, but it was like one hour of real time. So like if you were watching it live on TV, they always had this clock counting from the beginning of the episode till the end. And when they would take commercial breaks right before the commercial break, the, the clock would count and you'd see the seconds. Mm -hmm. And if you started like a stopwatch during the commercial break, when it came back on, they had the clock pop up again, and it was exact, the exact time. So it was really cool, cool how they did that. My favorite show has got to be Entourage. 
Entourage is a good Gotta one. Gotta be Entourage. Sure. Um, Succession is really good. We haven't, dude, my wife and I keep talking about how we want to watch Succession, but you we haven't watch started it. watching it yet. Very good. Succession. so many different shows. That we Burn Notice. Have you ever seen Burn Notice? I have. That was one of my favorite shows. Love we'll that show. Yeah, that show was awesome. I don't know. There's a lot of good ones. There was one that was like very brief. It didn't last for very long, but it was called like Whiskey Whiskey or something like that. It was this dude that used to be like a former special forces guy, but he was like, he wasn't like a Navy SEAL. He was like a James Bond version of special forces where he was just like a one man team and he would go in like an assassin and never heard of it, run missions and take people. I think it was on like uh, Nat Geo or like one of those weird channels, but it was every single episode he would demonstrate what it was like to be a one person army in like that type of special forces Mm -hmm. command basically. And they would run these scenarios where he would have some kind of opposition force and he would have a mission and each mission had like three or four objectives. And then he would run through and try to take these dudes out and try to complete these missions without being captured, without being shot. And they always use that simulation stuff. So it was Mm -hmm. like the it's realistic ammo, but it shoots a little paint pellet at you. And so they could use real military style guns. Yeah. And then he would just go out in these open terrain and he would like infill from a helicopter and he'd climb up mountains in the snow and he'd be like overlooking people. It was pretty that's cool. That's crazy. Huh? That's and the whole cool. time he had like a GoPro on him and he'd be able to talk. I think about I have it. heard of that. Yeah. yeah I think I have really heard cool. of that. That's cool. We just really went on a limb there. Yeah. Way off the, the train tracks. No, nah, that's fine. That's what it's all about. Love it. Um, what else? So give me your, give me your top five bucket list golf courses that you want to play before you die. That's easy. Uh, Augusta. Okay. Um, it's so easy. He has to think about it now. Augusta, Pebble Beach, Torrey Pines. Torrey, yeah, I want to play Torrey. Um, and Torrey is actually not as expensive as people might think it is. That's too. three. I've got. A th- I'm trying to think. I'm looking at. I'm looking at a map in my head right now. Yeah. Uh, I heard like maybe like Beth Page Black. Okay. And one more, um, TPC Sawgrass probably. Nice. I mean. Probably wouldn't be hard to do, but that could change from time to time. That's yeah, that's probably it. That's awesome. I mean, TBC like Scottsdale, I'd love to play too. Yeah, but I, I was just there for a tournament. It's so like at least I got to see it. Yeah, but uh, I'd love to play that one. That was a top five. Yeah, I like it. Those Best are good Page, choices. Best Page Black is where the Ryder Cup's going to be in twenty twenty five. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That's or like Whistling Straits would be cool. Um, there's a bunch, and in Florida, I'm trying to think, I don't know. What about you? Uh, well, my list is ever changing cause I keep checking them off. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. So I big problem there. I know it's big sucks. problem. I got to play, I got to play all three courses on property at Pebble last year. So I played Pebble beach. I played spyglass and I played Spanish Bay. Oh, that's cool. Um, all three courses are fantastic. Another hot take spyglass is a is better it, course. That's than Pebble what I've beach. heard. That's what I've heard. A lot of people agree with me. It's, you still get amazing ocean views, but then you mm-hmm. get to go through the pine forest and stuff out there. Heard. It's pretty awesome. Um, and it's the, it's the second time in my life I've been able to play 18 holes with the exact same golf ball. So that was pretty fantastic. That is pretty cool. Especially with water right there. Yeah. Yeah. You must've been hitting it good. I would say, um, I think everybody would say Augusta. So I always try to leave it off my top five. I always try to think of like other courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me, like St. Andrews is on there because I want to go to the yeah, I mean, I wanna, golf. Yeah, that one too. I'd love to play. I, how did I not think of that one? That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, definitely want, St. Andrews. Sawgrass is on my list for sure. Um, I think uh, the there's a golf course in Africa. I can never remember what the name of the golf course is. I just always remember it's the extreme 19th hole. Like in South Africa? Yeah. So there's this golf course in Africa 
where it's an 18 hole course and all three or every single hole on the golf course is designed by a different professional golfer. It's pretty cool from the past. And then they have a 19th hole where you have to get in a helicopter and they fly you up on top oh, of I've heard that. And then you, yeah, get, I've heard you of that. get like six shots at this green that's shaped like the continent of Africa. I've heard of that. And then they fly you back down in a helicopter. Yep. Um, I so think I Dale, go Dale was t- telling us about that course. I think he was. It's pretty cool. Um, and then on top of that, I would say Liberty National. I really want to play that. I think that'd be awesome to be Where's able to that? see. Like it's in New York, New York, New Jersey. It is that the one they the Statue of Liberty? Yeah, in, like I've downtown New York. They skyline. play a P- Is that where they play the? They play a PGA Tour event there, don't they? They did the Ryder Cup there one year. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I'll never get an opportunity to play this course, but Grove Twenty Three because it's like the most exclusive golf course on the planet. Where's that? Michael Jordan's golf course in Florida. Um, It has like the fewest members out of anybody. Michael Jordan literally built himself a golf course so he could just play golf all the time and never have to worry about messing with anybody. (laughs) What a life. Yeah. I have played Dr. J's course in Atlanta before. Oh, really? Yeah. What's that one called? I don't even remember. It was a long time ago. I don't remember. Okay. Really nice course though. That's awesome. Played it with my dad and one of our family friends. It was a blast. That's sick. Have you, what's your, um, I'm going to have to check St. Andrews off my list here this summer though. Cause that's where I'm going in. August. Are you really? Yeah. Take you a blue caddy hat. Heritage what, what heritage? That's where I play. Dr. J's course in Atlanta mm-hmm. heritage. Have you, what is, what's your favorite? What are your top courses in Alabama to play? Oh, um, or that Ross, you want to play or, well, so Ross, Ross bridge was really awesome. I, I would love to go back there in the summer when the grass is mm-hmm. greener and it's warmer out for sure. Um, I have been fortunate. I got invited to go play at, um, you played farm links. I haven't played farm links. I want to play there like Purcell farm. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the RTJ courses in Prattville. All three of those courses are fantastic. Those the are all Senator course is yeah. extremely difficult. Is that the, is that the one that's like a, uh, links course? Yes. Heard it's really Super hard. difficult, really tight, not mm-hmm. a lot of room to make errors. And all the grass that's growing in the rough area, it's like wild grass. You never, yeah. don't even look for your golf ball if you hit it yeah. out there because you're never going to find it. Um, I'm trying to – oh, the ledges mm-hmm. in Huntsville. Yeah. I, got in, I got invited by a friend of mine to go play there with a buddy of his that's a member at that course. Yeah. That place is, is fantastic. It's really nice. Yeah, that place is awesome. Um, but other than that – I've played some courses down in Orange Beach or uh, at Orange Beach. Have you played Kiva Dunes? Yes, Kiva Dunes. Kiva is Dunes fantastic. is really nice. I love that place. I love all those courses down there. Yeah, at the all beach. the Destin just, courses. I love them. Yeah, um, all the RTJ. That whole tra- the whole trail is awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. I like. I'm. I'm playing there next. I'm playing in Oxmoor Valley next Saturday. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, so I'm excited. I try to. I try to play golf outside the U.S. when I get it. Every time, every chance I get. Um, you played in Mexico. I've played in Mexico a few different times. I've played in the Dominican, um, going to Scotland to play St. Andrews this year. I've played in Alaska. I've played in Iceland. That's that's sick. Yeah. Was it cold? No. So I played in Alaska. Just kidding. That was a joke, people. Both Alaska and Iceland. I was in. It was in the summer. It was probably in like the fifties. So it wasn't like crazy cold. But is that when it like in the summer in Alaska where it stays daylight out for like twenty something hours? Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, and when I did it in Iceland, it was the same thing. And and in fact, the golf course that I went to was just just a little nine hole course, kind of on like the western side of the country. Mm-hmm. And the little old lady that run this golf course by herself was like, "Oh well, uh, we have this little nine hole tournament going on right now, and everybody's finishing up. They'll probably be done around five thirty at night. But if you want to come back at like six, you can go ahead and play." 
She goes, I'm going home, but I will leave a set of clubs out here for you with some tees and some golf balls. And she goes, you can just prepay for everything right now. I'm going to go home. You can play as long as you want, play as many holes as you want for as long as you want. And then when you're done, just leave the golf bag over here by the front door. And I was like, all right, cool. So I went and played nine holes out there, but it was literally the day that my wife and I landed in Iceland. So we had traveled for 23 hours to get there. Yeah. And then we had driven our car three and a half hours from Reykjavik to where we were in the country. And we were getting ready to just like set up camp and wait for my brother-in-law and his wife to Mm -hmm. meet us up there. And we just had some time to kill, but I was exhausted from travel and super tired. Otherwise I would have played like forever. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I also did not know this, but Iceland has 61 golf courses in Iceland. More, the majority of them are nine hole courses, but there's a few of them that are 18 hole courses. Mm-hmm. So if anybody is ever planning a summer vacation to Iceland, bring your golf course and set yourself up some tee times. Cause it's pretty, pretty unique golf. That's out pretty there. cool. Wow. There's a course near Reykjavik that's in like a lava field and it's along the ocean. So you get, you get ocean views when you're going up a fairway on one side, you're in a lava field. So you're surrounded by all that stuff. And then you get views of like downtown Reykjavik while you're yeah. coming in as well. So you That's get cool. an insane view. That's super cool. Yeah. What I'm really excited for is for the time to change, right? For the time to change. That's yeah. coming soon, isn't it? March 10th. Okay. If anybody knows me, they know that's like one of my favorite days of the year. Seriously. Yeah. Cause time changes. Get, Cause the time changes, you get more daylight, you can play golf yeah. later in the day. And like this, that means the spring is almost here. It's, oh, yeah. it's the best. I love yeah. it. If you guys, uh, if you guys ever get a chance to go to the Dominican, go to Punta Cana. Been there. Um, if you go back, Jack Nicholas has a course. Okay. In Capcana, it's called Punta Espada, and that is one of my favorite Ooh. golf courses in the world. That's really cool. We uh, we went to Mexico last summer. We didn't play golf. I think we're going this summer. Don't know if we're going to play golf, but still, it's a beautiful place. Going out of the country is. A blast. I want to do, I want to do like a buddy golf trip with a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Get like six to eight guys, no women. Sorry. (laughs) Don't get mad. Um, and just do like a guy's trip to Cabo San Lucas for like a weekend for like four or five days. Yeah. That'd be fun. And go play golf at a couple courses down there and then just hang out at the beach. Yeah. Me and do some, we're going to, we're going to Cabo in June, but speaking of buddy golf trips, we, uh, shout out to my, my boy Slayton. He got married back in August. We actually were in Scottsdale nice. for his bachelor, bachelor trip, and we played at Greyhawk. Okay. And we played at the Boulders. Yeah, the Boulders. Boulders is it the Boulder or the Boulders? Boulders, yeah. The Boulders. We played there. Super fun. So uh, I guess that counts as a as a golf trip, but it was his bachelor trip also. So That's much fun. Awesome. There were jackrabbits everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And they don't they don't care that you're there. So that was so much fun. But that was my first time playing in Arizona. It's a lot, It's different. It is, yeah. It's different. It's – um. Yeah, this was a blast, man. It was shout out to Slayton. It was awesome. If you go back and you want to play out in Arizona, um True North Monument yep. course is Love really nice. There. Talking stick is really nice. Weekapaw, everybody talks about Quintero is, it, is and that's fantastic. a pu- is week is it Weekapaw? Yeah. That's a public course, right? Yeah. There's heard two, it's like one of the best public courses in Arizona. Yep, it is. Um, but if you want to go to a course that's really nice and it's not talked about anywhere near as much, the five hundred club near Peoria is a really cool place to go. It's less expensive than Where those other that? courses. Uh, it's like it's like west of Scottsdale. West, yeah. I only know like the Phoenix area. Yeah, I know like Flagstaff was getting hit by with snow pretty bad. That yeah. was crazy. It was like snowing up there, and then a golf tournament was happening in Scottsdale. Yeah, yeah. that's wild. It's uh, it's how do you like the views that are out there though? Like when awesome. you're at the, especially when you're at TPC. You're yeah, the views were surrounded awesome. by mountains everywhere. Yeah, the views were awesome there. We actually went to Tempe Thursday okay. night when we were there, 
and we went to like a rooftop bar um, and got to see the views there were, were awesome. Got to, got to um, drive around like the Arizona State campus, yeah. see that football stadium. That was pretty cool. That's um, where the Arizona Cardinals used to play before they built their stadium in Glendale. I didn't know that. Yeah. They shared that football stadium with the really? for decades. Really? Yeah. So when they first came to Arizona, they didn't have a football stadium. So didn't they, know used, that. they used ASU's football stadium for everything. That stadium's cool. It's like built into the mountain. Yep. Yeah. The, the for view, a while, it was considered like one of the most picturesque really? uh, college football stadiums. Too bad they're not good. Yeah. Well, too bad. They're not really a football team. They're more of a baseball team or baseball school. They got a new coach. His first year was last year. I think they'll, they'll be okay. Um, you know, the views were awesome out there. Uh, it's just so much different than being like in the South and being in Alabama. Yeah. Like people like traveling is awesome. And yeah. if you have the opportunity to go travel places, definitely take advantage of it because it's so much fun. I always recommend We it. didn't get in and out though. I was so mad. What? We've been on the West Coast so I, many times and we always want to get in and out and we never do. It's so It good. makes me so mad. And I saw your story yesterday. Yeah. You had in and out. And like I four mad. times. I'm so mad that, that I, yeah, is, is, yeah. Yeah. What do they say? It's sad like, though, because depending what, on who you talk to, some yeah. What are the, like what's it. like the debate? They say like, don't get something. Is it like the sauce that they say not to get on it, or like the? I don't know. Everybody has different taste buds, right? Yeah. So like, I don't like pickles or tomatoes or onions on my burgers. I don't like pickles, but everything else I'll eat on it. Like I don't. I'll have it. I don't care. But I mean, like, what is In and Out? What would you say it's like out of the rest? Like like a water burger? No, oh, God, what a burger is like a ghetto hamburger joint. <laughs> Um, Zach Johnson. You're, you're if Zach Johnson it. is listening to this, my buddy, one of my best friends, named Zach Johnson, and Waterburger like follows him on Twitter. Oh, really? And he loves Waterburger. So if, if he eating, hears you say that, he's not going to be happy. If you're eating Waterburger, you're shout out to it. Zach. You're yeah. slumming it. Although I will. Okay, I love it. I go back and forth on a lot of things. I like some stuff. I don't like other things. The one thing that I always will eat at Waterburger is their biscuits and gravy in the morning. It is fantastic. You ever their had Milo's? Um, I think it's only is that no. only in Alabama? Well, I, maybe I I know we have like Milo's sweet tea and stuff yeah, up here, so, but I don't think we actually have. So like they have Milo's, Milo's like the hamburger restaurants or fast food joints, whatever you call them, and and I, I guess all throughout Alabama. Next time you're there, yeah, it. try I know, it. It's so like, good. I know, like my wife Liberty is not really impressed with In and Out Burger. Um, I love everything about it. I love they have a secret menu, so you can order stuff that's not on their actual menu, which is really cool. They had in and out at, at the uh, Genesis yeah. on that Wednesday. Yeah, they were like feeding the players. They're saying that's why I got Tiger sick. Have you seen <laughs> that? They're like, <laughs> this so one, this guy is who is going to be held responsible. That's for so it. funny. No, we we didn't get in. And out. I'm so mad. I'm I'm kicking myself. But next time we go out west, I want to get it. But I really want to get in and out burger. Like I have to get it. You're just missing out, man. It's just such a good burger. Like everything is fresh. Ooh, what's That's your... why you can't get it out here because everything stays over on the West Coast, so everything is more fresh out there. All right, talking about fast food, top five fast food joints. Oh man, uh, Subway's always going to be on that list for me. Are we considering that fast food? Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? No drive through. You have to go in. Still think it's fast. well. There's some Subways out there that have drive throughs. All right. For I need sure. to be cultured, I guess, because I've never seen a, a subway with a drive through yeah. in it. No. <laughs> I, had to, I had to travel. All right, so we are. All right, I had to but, travel a lot right. for work. So don't hate on me, but I do love Subway. Uh, so Subway for me, Subway, Chipotle, um, In and Out Burger for sure. Uh, Filiberto's in Arizona. Never for heard sure. of that place in my life. So it's fantastic. Don't even know what that I'll place tell you is. more about it in a second. And then I think for my fifth one, um. For my fifth one, 
I'll do uh, I'll do Chick Fil A. Ooh, I was about to say you're leaving one very I'll do Chick Fil A important one off there. Yeah, I was about to be pretty upset if you left Chick Fil A <laughs> off of there. I mean, come on, Milo. What about be, you, Chick Fil A? There's no order. Chick Fil A, Milo's. Um, you got to throw McDonald's in there. I mean, come on, you got to throw McDonald's in there. Um, and then I'm gonna throw Subway, and then ooh, Bojangles. Yeah, don't Boj- sleep on Bojangles. No, especially their their uh, breakfast their, sandwiches. Their tailgate box. Have you ever had their tailgate box? No. It comes with like chicken tenders, mashed potatoes with gravy, mac and cheese, and a thing of sweet tea, and I think biscuits. Dang. And it's so good. I always get their breakfast sandwiches. They make these uh, chicken, egg, bacon, and cheese biscuits that you can get in the morning for breakfast that are amazing. I'm trying to think, if there's is there anything else I'm leaving off? It's probably that. I think that's it. This our dog Nike. Nike. Hi, babies. Did you just oh, come be on the pod? Did you just get back from running with mom? Hey, did you just run twenty miles? Hi, sweeties. Come here. Up. Oh. Join us, Nike Good girl. Lay down. Oh, she just wants to go run around. Um, have you ever had Del Taco? I've heard of it. I've never had it. All right. Ooh, am I gonna be? Am I gonna I be was, in trouble that I didn't put Taco Bell in there? Well, I was thinking Taco Bell. Taco Bell. I was thinking Taco Bell also, but I went with Chipotle because Chipotle is better than Taco Bell. Chipotle, but overrated. I was. Oh man, do you have a hot take? Overrated. Wow, he thinks Chipotle, Chipotle is overrated. Okay, but are you ordering burritos every time? I like their bowls. Yeah, I do too. Do you get the tortilla on the side? No, you're missing out. Really haven't had Chipotle that many times, but every time I have it, I'm like, it's so good. I could get this at like a Mexican restaurant. It's even better. It's like half the price. But it's not fast food that way. Yeah, but I just still think it's overrated. That's fine. That's fair. Um, Chick Fil A, though. I mean, if you, I was yeah, getting, Chick- I was gonna be really, I was almost scared that you weren't gonna put that on there. Okay, I was so gonna be pretty upset. I think I'm gonna piss a lot of Chick Fil A people off no, here. Right here we now. go. I never, ever touch any of their sauces. And the Chick-fil-A sauce in particular is garbage. Wow, we have that in our fridge at our house. Garbage. It's not good. For me. Now, talking about sauces. <laughs> She's freaking out Now, right talking now. about She's sauces. Like, no, we got to leave. Talking about sauces. Do you love... This is something I buy, like, every time we go to the grocery store. The Yum Yum sauce that you get at, like, Japanese, like, hibachi restaurants. Oh, yeah. You can buy that yeah. in the store. yeah. And I think we go through. I couldn't even tell you how many bottles we buy every year. It's a lot. Yeah, I don't because that stuff's good. We go to Trader Joe's and we'll get like their orange chicken and fried rice. Yeah, shout out to Trader Joe's. We love it. I screwed up. Uh, so we bought a Blackstone so that I could make my own little like that's awesome. chicken fried rice that's and everything. Awesome. And then I tried to make my own yum yum sauce from scratch at home, and I screwed up because I put way too much ketchup in it. Mm-hmm. I put like. I read the I read the amounts incorrect and it ended up just being a disaster. So you want to know how much I love yum yum sauce? When they were like, when I guess it was a little around COVID or a little bit after, you couldn't find it on the shelves, and I emailed them because I couldn't find it. (laughs) So when they got back to me like pretty quickly and they told me where it was in Birmingham, sure enough, it was there, and I still have the email. Crazy. That's crazy. Speaking of sauces, did you did you hear about uh, last year there was a shortage of sriracha sauce in the U.S. I don't think I've ever had sriracha. Sriracha? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't even know how to... I had to ask it's you how you said sauce. it, so I don't even, Yeah, but 
Talking about hot sauce, I love the uh, show on YouTube, The Hot Ones. Oh, yeah, dude. Love it. My yeah. wife, shout out to my wife. She got me for my birthday one year the uh, the hot sauce that they use on that show. Oh, really? Yeah. How many have you tried? Zero. I actually haven't done it yet. Do you know? You do, do you like spicy stuff or no? Uh, I think I could do She's it. She's over here in the background. She's like, saying no. no. <laughs> I think I could think I could do it, but like, the, I know Debom Beyond Insanity is like where it kills people on that yeah. show. So I kills did. It, you know, you've been to Buffalo Wild Wings, right? Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite restaurants. Love All right. It. Well, you didn't get in and out burger when you were in Arizona, so now I just question everything. Yeah, but like I didn't have a car. <laughs> we had to Uber everywhere. It just was a pain. Um, I love no, Buffalo. So Buffalo Wild Wings, they do their blazing challenge where mm-hmm. you have to eat a dozen of their blazing hot wings, and then you can't use lemon or you can't drink any water. Or you can't have a napkin. Have you like, done it? I've done it multiple times. I actually did it one time where I went in there. This was back when I lived in Arizona. I went in after work with some of my buddies, went to Buffalo Wild Wings. Me and a friend ordered a dozen blazing wings just to eat them. And then a third friend came, met us at the restaurant, and was like, let's do the Blazing Challenge. And we were like, bro, we already ate a dozen of them. He's like, I don't care. Let's do it. And we're like, well, we've already eaten 12. Now, let's is there a reward? More. Is there any reward for doing that? <laughs> it's like, just like there... they take your picture with a Polaroid, and they give you a shirt. Wow. And they, like, put your picture on the wall. And, and then it. meanwhile, like, that night, your body is oh, just dude, hating so you. Like, that night, I had 24 of them in one sitting, basically. I could not get to my house fast enough. <laughs> And almost made an entire disastrous mess inside my truck. Thank on the gosh wall. you didn't. Bro, I got to my apartment, like drove my truck up on the sidewalk, put it in park, didn't even turn it off, left the keys in it so I could run into my apartment real fast to go use the bathroom. It was a bad deal. Gosh. It's bad. It was a terrible decision. Shout out to Buffalo Wild Wings, though. Love they used them. to be they used to be better than they are now, though. Yeah, that's what people are saying. My friends say that. Where's Jay? Jay Burton. And- they're listening. Uh, he says the same thing. And my buddy Clay, he hates Buffalo's. That's a hot take. I don't think you should hate it as much as he does. But like apparently, like I think Arby's bought them. Didn't Arby's buy Buffalo Wild Wings? That's what I've know. heard. And ever since that happened, it's gone downhill. I don't care. I'll still eat there. I love it. Dude. But I miss like when you could go there and there was like a smoking section and it just like Like was, outside? No, like inside. Inside? Yeah. Like I didn't smoke cigarettes in there because I was a little kid, but like it was just what the vibes were. It was awesome. Yeah. Just go in there and smell like like is it not the GoPro? Yeah, that's okay. Um, hey, go in there. And it's just, it was awesome. But yeah. like, I, I don't know. I guess we're still like, we're not too old to where like, we we still remember that stuff. Yeah. But like, it doesn't have, like my little sister wouldn't remember that. Like you go in there, there's like a smoking section yeah. and you leave just smelling like cigarettes. Well, Cause Buffalo Wild Wings used to be more of like a sports bar. Now they try to make it more of like a family Main, friendly. It's like mainstream now. Yeah. Also Buffalo Wild Wings. If you see this. F you for getting rid of the mini corn dogs. The best thing on your menu, and you absolutely ruined it by d- getting rid of them. And the sliders. You ever had the sliders there? No. Because so I was always messing with the mini corn dogs. I didn't have room or time for sliders. I, we used to go to, me and my, we would go to Buffalo's every Sunday. Not even joking. We would go to Buffalo's every Sunday. Okay. What do you call, what do you call it? Like, what's your slang term for Buffalo? Buffalo's. But you call it Buffalo's? Yeah. Some of my friends call it B dubs. Yeah. I call I it B dubs. B dubs or. But some people say Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. I call it Buffaloes. Yeah. Some of our friends call it B-dubs. You know who you are. Yeah. I just don't do that. I've been around long enough where I've seen a lot of businesses change their names. Like um, when Facebook first started and it was called The Facebook and then they dropped the The and now it's just Facebook. And then um, <laughs> trying to think of other stuff. Yeah, Buffaloes. Like uh, there's another one too. Oh, like Jack in the Box it used to be Jack in the Box. Now it's called Jack's. I don't know if you noticed that or not. 
I thought they were too. I thought Jack's was completely. Also, that's a no, great fast. Just that's a great box. fast food restaurant, by the way. Jack's. You, but I yeah. thought Jack in the Box and Jack's were two different things. No, they're the same thing. They just shortened the name. I love Jack's. Yeah. There was a Jack's right by my house in Tuscaloosa when I was at Alabama, and I would walk there all the time. I know. Eat so much Jack's. When I was in my early twenties, I lived in Tempe, and there was a Jack in the Box right behind my uh, apartment complex that I lived in with a buddy of mine. And we'd go get drunk and then stop at Jack in the Box, get some Jumbo Jacks and their and their tacos. You used to be able to get like two tacos for a dollar there. And so you could eat like you could order six tacos and it would cost you like two bucks or three bucks. It's crazy. It was sick. Yeah. Wow, Jack's. Yeah, that's an honorable mention, I would say. Yeah. Jack's is. Yeah. Love it. It's just sad that like things change, man. Like n- nothing stays the same. And I wish things would stay the same. Like Arby's used to be so much better than it is right now, but now it's Arby's. Jack and the roast used to be beef so sandwiches, much better, but now it's not good anymore. Um, but I will say though, like Filiberto's has always been my my go to. So Filiberto's never heard of it. It's it's in Arizona. I think they might have some in California, but it's this twenty four hour like Mexican food stand basically, and it's some of their locations are purely drive through where you just like loop around the restaurant and you can get breakfast burritos, you can get other burritos, you can get like whole dinner plates with like baked beans rice chicken tacos like all kinds of stuff but they make the best breakfast burritos they're like the size of a chipotle burrito but they're breakfast so you can get like steak potato egg and cheese you can get bacon potato egg and cheese chorizo potato egg and cheese they are absolutely fantastic i need some food and i'm fortunate because i love that place so much that there's a spot right here next to our house called cali burrito and they do the exact same stuff, so I still get to get my awesome breakfast burritos whenever I want. I do love me some breakfast burritos. Though. Yeah. Well, we might have to go get that after we leave because I'm hungry. I had my first Bucky's experience on the way up here, though. Oh yeah, talk talk to us about that. What's my entire family, first impression. I thought it was great. There's a lot of people there. It's wild, isn't it's it? Wi- it's huge. Um, my entire fi- family's been there, so like I was the only one that's never been, and. Uh, did you guys stop at the one that's like in between here in Huntsville? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was awesome. I got a giant cinnamon roll because I hadn't eaten breakfast. Yet. Okay, that was super good. I bet their brisket looks really good. Yeah, their brisket looks sandwiches so good. are fantastic. I love how they yell every time there's like fresh brisket there. Yeah, and they're out, they're yelling and they're cutting it. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, I loved it. I think the high it lived up to the hype. Yeah, what did you say? I think I think it lives up to the hype. Oh, the bathrooms are amazing. They're like the top-rated bathroom out of any convenience station. I didn't get to actually see the the beaver, like the Bucky. Didn't get to see that. There we, usually we parked isn't on the side. One, we parked on the side. Do you mean like somebody in the costume walking around? No, I around, mean just like the statue. The, oh, yeah, yeah. It's always in like one particular spot. And so if you don't park awesome. near it, you got to like walk all the way Did those start out in Texas? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, they started in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. There's, you're, there's how many How many pumps are there? How many like gas pumps? I think on average they always have like a hundred plus. It's gotta be more. It's gotta it's be usually more. like a hundred to hundred and twenty. Gosh, there's so many there. It's unreal, man. It was awesome. And what's crazy is that every time you go to a Bucky's, there's usually always other gas stations that are around the same area. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody just goes, just goes to, to Bucky's. They had a car wash there too. Yeah. So it, was it open yet, or were they still building? Because the last time that open. I drove down there, it wasn't open it yet. Was they open. were still building it. People were washing cars. That's crazy. Cool. Um, yeah, that place is. Uh, if 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 somebody hasn't been to a Bucky's and you're listening to this right now, go to Bucky's. Imagine going to a gas station that has a convenience store the size of a Walmart. Yeah, I feel like you could like, I mean, I feel like they could put like groceries. People would go buy their groceries. Hundred percent. Hundred. They should do that. You should get the uh, you should get the little Bucky's uh, 
little onesie pajamas. They sell adult version of those? Yeah, maybe yeah for sure. They sell all kinds of stuff. I need to get a t-shirt. I, I, we didn't get a t-shirt, but maybe on the way back we'll stop. I'll get one. Yeah, you're going to drive right past it again. Yeah. It's it's uh if you're road tripping that's the best place to go. They have another one too on the way down to Orange Beach, Alabama. They have one in Leeds also by our yeah. house. We live in Birmingham, so it's only like twenty minutes from our house. Yeah, they're putting them minutes. all over the place now too. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, I wanna I wanna see if I can get some emotion out of you real quick. Oh god, give me uh give me your thoughts on Live Golf versus PGA Tour. Uh. My thoughts, I'm not going to get as fired up as you are, probably. Like, gosh, I don't even know. I don't like, I haven't, I watched one round of Live Golf and it was a couple of Sundays ago. It's because the ATT Pebble Beach was, can't, didn't play on Sunday. Okay. It was canceled, so I had to watch Live. Okay. It's so much different. I would play on the PGA Tour because I think that's the premier tour in the world. I would play on the PGA Tour. Um, I think it's, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I think it's definitely pretty cool that there's another tour out there trying to like compete with them, and they're actually, you know, making some headlines. Uh, I'm just a PGA Tour guy. I mean, I, I've always have, have been. It's what I've watched my entire life. I know everyone else has, but I mean, aren't they like going to join forces? I don't know. Like, what's going on? Like, I, that's what I don't understand. Like, there's a PGA Tour and there's a Live Tour, but they're joining forces. They're supposed to be. So, like, what's happening? Yeah. So, how mu- how in depth do you want me to get with this, real quick? I mean, get pretty in-depth. I don't care. All right, so I think the most important thing is to distinguish between the three different companies. Okay, there's the PGA Tour. Yeah. Which most people don't know this, is actually registered as a nonprofit organization. Didn't know that. It's very important that we keep that in mind, uh, especially since how Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, earns an average salary yeah, you don't of like over him. $7 million a year. Yeah, you definitely don't like him. Um, then you have Live Golf which is a golf tour, okay? And then you have the PIF, yeah. which is the Public Investment Fund for Saudi Arabia. Yeah. It's, it's where Saudi Arabia takes all their money and invests into businesses. So they're, invest, they're investing into live. Correct. So, so, the, so the PIF yeah. put up $2 billion mm-hmm. to create Live Golf. Yeah. But Live Golf and the PIF are two separate things. Correct. They're, PIF's just the money. Yeah. Live golf is the golf, right? Yeah. So live golf and the PGA tour are, have never talked about merging and being a couple. So what happened like last year? Remember when something came out about yeah, them? So what happened last year was the PIF told the PGA tour that they wanted to invest money into the PGA tour you know, oh. to the tune of like $3 billion. So I thought they were all joining. I, I, maybe I was, I, that's what, I thought that's what it said on Twitter and stuff. I thought they were all just joining forces. And we're going to become one tour. Right. Because unfortunately in the world of media, it's just easier to make headlines that people can understand. Right. Yeah. Like and, me. And it's easier mm-hmm. for people to say live golf and PGA tour are merging versus the PIF is going to give money to the PGA. T-, you yeah. know what I mean? So, but what's really happening is the PIF, the whole reason that they invested any of that money into live golf is because they're trying to diversify all the money in Saudi Arabia into mm-hmm. different investments around the world yeah. because they, by any metric, make probably more money than any other country on planet because they sell so much oil, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you just have a stack of cash sitting in a cave somewhere or in a bunker, it's not doing you any good. But if you can invest into businesses and you can grow that, that wealth, right? So the PIF approached 
they did the whole live thing and they thought that they were going to get like a better ROI than they did mm -hmm. after a year or so. They were like, ah, oh, maybe this isn't the greatest thing. And I think what they did was they used that as leverage to have a reason to approach the PGA tour where the PGA tour would take them more seriously. So then PIF told the PGA tour, Hey, we want to invest a ton of money into the PGA tour, like $3 billion, help you guys grow it, make bigger price purses. But then that's going to allow us to get into professional golf on the highest mm -hmm. level. Right. And so the, the PGA tour agreed up front. Now that agreement was made by like four people. You had like Jay Monahan, who's the commissioner of the PGA tour. You had a couple other guys that are, uh, so like Jimmy Dunn is the other name of people that was involved in that. And he's probably the most influential out of all the guys that were involved in this deal. He runs Seminole golf club in Florida, which yeah. is like one of the most private golf courses Super in nice. the entire country. Um, but the problem is that because the PGA tour is a nonprofit organization, in order for that combination of two forces to take place, you have to go through an entire approval process through their board of directors. So Jay Monahan and a couple people in a closed door meeting yeah. made a handshake deal with PIF that they would merge together and they would like partner up basically. But none of that is official until the board of directors for the PGA tour approve it. And so what has been happening is in the behind scenes is those two trying to make a deal with each other. What just came out this year, and it was like a couple weeks ago, what just came out yeah. is a new entity called mm -hmm. SSG or mm -hmm. Strategic Sports Group has pledged a $3 billion investment into the PGA Tour, and that is who is now going to be making a partnership with the PGA Tour. So doesn't that give the players an opportunity to like own part of the tour or something like that for yes. the PGA tour. Yes. Because in order for the PGA tour to have this like merger with SSG mm -hmm. or PIF, either yeah. one, they have to create a whole new entity. That's a for-profit business. Yeah. Otherwise they can't really go down that route because of the nonprofit status of the PGA tour. So the PGA tour is going to create a separate entity. That's going to be a for-profit business. And SSG is going to combine with that and put the money into it of 3 billion. And then they're going to allow the PGA tour players to have some sort of owner equity stake in this new organization. But huh. strategic sports group is made up of a bunch of other business owners. One of them being like Arthur blank, the owner of the Falcons, and then four or five other massive billionaires in yeah. the U S that own other sports teams and stuff. And so I think what happened behind scenes was Jay Monahan, Jimmy Dunn made this deal with Piff as leverage to then approach billionaires in the U S and say, we don't want the Saudi money in the PGA tour, but we don't have anybody that's willing to give us the same amount of money. So can we get some people that are billionaires together to all chip in some cash to equal this dollar amount that Piff is trying to put out there so that we don't get bought out by the Saudis. Mm -hmm. And then that's where all of this stuff got created this year. And that's where we're at now. Yeah. I would definitely say since live has been like created, it's, helped the PGA tour because they've done things that they probably would have never done if live wouldn't create it. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. wouldn't have done certain things. And I think it's like really helping grow the game of golf, but not, not saying that like, since it's because like PGA tours had to do things and like, and like really grow the game with media, with their players, with social, with TV rights, with social, all that stuff. Yeah. I think it's really benefited them. It's definitely benefited the PGA Tour, and it's benefited the players, but the mm -hmm. biggest argument that you're getting from fans right yeah. now 
is they're not doing anything for the viewers. Yeah. Yeah. That also the makes, players are making more money. Yeah. Also the, the golf coming on at like one o'clock. Yeah. Like the, like luckily like I can watch it on ESPN plus or whatever. So I can watch it all day. But I mean like even the masters, like it doesn't come on until like the afternoon and you're just like missing all of it. If you yeah. don't have, you know, you're not watching on masters.com or on ESPN plus. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous to me. That's a pet peeve. Or yeah. I don't even know if that's considered, I guess it's a pet peeve. I don't know. That's considered a pet peeve, but like that, they've got to change that. Yeah. But the tough part of that though, is that the masters Augusta controls all the rights to the masters. Well, any tournament, you know what I mean? Like any tournament, yeah. even them playing the Genesis this weekend, like it won't come on the golf channel, uh, or NBC or CBS, whatever it's on on the weekends until the afternoon. It's yeah, just like, and that's just stinks. because they got it. They it's because they're trying to put it in a primetime slot. I understand, but and like, like West Coast versus East Coast, I know all it's all a bunch of. What's really annoying? The numbers thing. What's annoying to me though is that you have DP World Tour, you have the LPGA, you have the Corn Ferry Tour, mm-hmm. and none of those like on the Golf Channel. They made a whole broadcast channel to just put golf on TV. Yeah, and like you're saying. The Riviera Golf Tournament, it's the Genesis Invitational in California that's going on this week right now. Yeah. They're not going to air anything till three o'clock in the afternoon. So why for not us play? Why aren't they showing Corn Ferry guys playing yeah. an event? Why aren't they showing currently what's happening on the LPGA? Why aren't they showing what's happening in DP? Like they do DP World Tour and they do the Champions Tour. Yeah. Who gives a shit about the Champions Tour, man? Like I don't need to go see Fred Couples hack a ball around a golf course. I don't know. I love it. They have a tournament in Birmingham every year, so we go to that every year. So it's right. Fun. But like, if if the options to watch TV <laughs> yeah, and golf are Champions Tour versus Corn Ferry, yeah. I would rather watch a Corn Ferry Tour because those are going to be the guys that are going on the PGA Tour next. Yeah. And yeah, those I mean, are the I guys, agree. They just do like they just do coverage of the tournament that's coming up, and they just like are talking the entire time. It's like I'd or, rather be watching golf, right? Or they'll replay yesterday's round of golf before yeah. today's round of golf, and it's like. Dude, last year on the Corn Ferry Tour, the average cut line for an event was like six under par, man. That's nuts. Imagine the cut line was six under as an average out there. These guys are good. And they're not getting any time on TV. Yeah. And all you hear from the PGA Tour is how they want to produce the best content possible. They want to put out the best product possible. Okay, well, any PGA Tour event that happens any week of of the year... We only get to watch 10 guys play golf anyway. Yeah. Because you're not showing us the guys that are shooting seven over par that day because you don't want anybody to see it. So if you're going to show guys that are under par and playing well, why not put the Corn Ferry Tour on TV where dudes are shooting eight under a round or six under a round or five under a round? And there's mm-hmm. like 20 of them doing it. I just looked yesterday. Cooper Dossie was a guy that I had on the podcast last year. He just got his full exemption on the Corn Ferry Tour for this season. He's playing in an event this week. He made the cut going into the third round. He's 14 under par. Take a guess at what position he was on the leaderboard. I don't even know. Not even in the top 10. Tied for 20th. Gosh. 14 under after two rounds of golf. That's ridiculous. Tied for 20th on the Corn Ferry Tour right now. And they get zero television coverage. Yeah, you never see him. Literally, I don't think I've ever watched a Corn Ferry Tour event. And you don't know about any of the yeah. guys. You don't know about any of their stories. Like, it's crazy. Like, those are the guys that should be on TV yeah. right now prior to the third round of the Genesis. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Someone's has got to happen. But you know what? I get fired up. Yeah, I can tell. I love it. <laughs> fired up. No, but... <sighs> If you want to keep talking, we can keep talking. What else you want to talk about? Or you guys want to head home? 
Are you bored yet? All right. I'm just hanging. I'm having a great time. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. We could wrap this up. You guys can go meet my wife. Well, I don't yeah. know. Babe, the meatloaf. We want it now. The meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. No, but go to, uh, yeah, go to bluecaddy.com. Get you some hats. Yeah. Follow us on all the socials at bluecaddy. Um, we got a bunch of different designs, different colors coming out this year. Um, got a couple things in our sleeves we'll be coming out with people are going to be excited about. And uh, yeah, just thanks, thanks for the support. Absolutely. And and you guys, you're focusing on primarily hats, correct? Yeah, hats for now. But like I said, we got a couple things up our sleeves. Could be coming out with things in the future. Okay. Um, but yeah, hats of right now, but also other accessories. I like it. Going to be coming out in the future. Okay. So, awesome, man. Um, Follow us on social media, buy your hat, tag us in all your posts. We'll repost it. And uh, I'm excited to see everyone wearing them. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. And everybody that's given us a like or uh, for everybody watching this on YouTube, anybody listening to this on uh, Spotify or Apple, thank you guys so much. Do me a favor. Please like, follow, subscribe, turn your notifications on. Leave me a five-star review on Spotify or Apple if you can. And uh, always leave comments. I see every single comment that I get. I try to respond to every one of them that I get. And I love to hear from you guys what you like, what you don't like. And I just appreciate all the support. I love I love what you're doing, Brian. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Go check out Blue Caddy everywhere you can. Get you a hat before they run out. And, they sell uh, out fast. They and, sell uh, out fast. So yeah. Get you one. Until next week, you guys, tee it high, let it fly. Take it easy. <laughs>